Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. The Tamboritsans probably need no introduction to millions of, of people across the country around the world and, and probably many people in the Pittsburgh area but I, I'll bet not too many people have talked to some of the student musicians that, that make up this group that has been such a part of western Pennsylvania for so many decades they are going to be at McKeesport Area High School on February 11th uh, for a concert at 3 o'clock you can find out more and get tickets at the thetamboritsons.org but we have the executive director Alyssa Bushenow on the line with us along with uh, some of her musicians uh, to talk a little bit about the group, what instruments they play, what inspired them to join the Tammies, and and when did they become interested in music in general. Uh, Alyssa, uh, good morning. Good morning, Jason. Thanks so much for having us. Well, thank you for taking some time to talk with us. Also on the line with us is uh, Maddie Mustache, uh, Jana Morasevich. Do I have that right, Jana? Yep. And Nick Kelicheni. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, uh, first things first, I guess, uh, Alyssa. What are the for pe- for people who might be tuning in who are not from the area? What are the Tamperitsons? Tell us what the Tamperitsons are. So the Tamperitsons are a lot of things. Um, but what we tell people is we are the nation's oldest live performing ensemble. So we started in 1937, and this is actually our 86th year of performance on stage consecutively, including the COVID pandemic, which is something we're very very proud of. And and originally there was. A an affiliation with with Duquesne University, but the Tamboritsons are, are independent now. Yes. So when we started in the 30s, uh, the group was formed by a Dr. Lester A. Pierce. It was actually called the Slavonic Tamboritsa Orchestra. Dr. Pierce was looking for some funding and found a home at Duquesne University because of the um, ethnic origins in Pittsburgh at the time. The group was affiliated with the university as basically an, a university organization until 2015, um, at which time we split. And now we are our own non uh, 501c3 nonprofit. Where, where are you? As we, as we are recording this, um, the Tamboritsons are getting ready for a show. Uh, where are you right now? So, guys, do you want to talk a little bit about what, what your days looks like so far and where you're sitting right now? Yeah. So the three of us are actually at a show site right now, getting ready for our first show of the second half of our season. So we just came back from our end of the year break. We've had a lot of rehearsals and we're really excited to get back on stage in, I think, three hours <laughs> in Allentown, PA. In, in Allentown, PA? Johnstown. John's, Johnstown, PA. Okay. How many uh, shows uh, does, do the Tamboritsons do a year uh, on average? I know COVID kind of screwed the statistics up a little bit. Yeah, so it, it really does. T- it's fluctuated throughout the years. Um, actually, in the 80s, I would say is the peak of our performance uh, number, which would be in the 80s, early 80s, especially they were doing maybe 130, 140 shows a year. Um, now we really choose to focus on the students' academics as well as the performance. So we say a good season for us is between 50 and 60 shows. And those shows are completed through about 19 or 25 states. That's still a very demanding schedule. I can't even imagine um, uh, students and volunteers doing 130 
dates a year. That's that's incredible. Uh, we're talking with uh, the, some members of the Tamboritsons, including Executive Director Alyssa Bushenow, uh, Matty Mostache, uh, Gianna Morisovich, and Nick Calicheni. Um, they are right now getting ready to do a show as we're recording this in Johnstown, PA. But on February 11th, they will be at McKeesport Area High School at 3 o'clock. That's at uh, 1960 Eden Park Boulevard in uh, McKeesport. You can get tickets at thetamboritsons.org. Uh, Alyssa, describe the style of music um, for the Tamboritsons. And, and also, maybe we should start with where does the word Tamboritsa come from? So we get that question all the time. And tamboritza comes from the instrument that the group is known for, the tamboritza. Um, it's a stringed instrument from the Eastern European area, mostly the Balkan area. Uh, people say it looks like a little mandolin or a little guitar, but it is a stringed instrument that you pick. Um, and it has been the way that we have opened our show for the last 86 seasons. So... Um, we, you know, are really excited when we do a show that the Tamaritzen show is one of the only places you can go to see basically an international festival in a two hour period. So there are many ensembles that feature one specific area of heritage. You know, you can go see a Bulgarian show or you can go see an Italian show or a German show. Um, but a Tamaritzen show, you're going to start in Croatia and then you're going to work your way around the globe. This year, some of the things that we are featuring um, is a German number. There's a Ukrainian number on the show. We'll be in Romania. We'll be in Italy. Um, you, you basically get to sample the globe in just two hours. I have worked at several different radio stations, and a couple of them uh, had polka music or ethnic music programs. And you did not want to mix up a Polish uh, uh, piece of music with a Slovenian piece of music with a Slovakian piece of music. I learned very quickly that people who were tuning in for Slovenian music did not want to hear Polish music and vice versa. But um, <laughs> it, it sounds like with a, with a Tamboritsyn concert, you're going to get a lot more variety there. Yes, certainly. And and that's one of the things that we take great care on. Our artistic director, George Butch Kresovich, he was actually Tamboritsyn himself uh, many years ago and then worked at Disney uh, for about 30 years. So he comes to us with a great amount of experience, both in the ethnic tradition as well as the commercial you know, business setting. And he's very, very able to balance that exactly what you were saying, Jason, you know, people who to be respectful of those cultures mm. will still people the chance to sample a little bit of everything. Let, let me ask uh, some of your uh, student musicians, and we'll start with Maddie, and you may have to get a little bit closer to the microphone. Maddie, uh, where are you from? And I, I'm assuming you're a student. And uh, what school and, and what class? So I'm actually from Seattle, Washington. I'm a senior at Duquesne University studying digital marketing and analytics and business management. H how long have you been playing music? Um, I've been playing music for maybe 16, 17 years. Okay. And, and what instrument are you playing right now? Or what instruments? Because I know some of you are multi-instrumentalists. I've played multiple instruments throughout my life, but I mainly play the piano. I think I've played the piano for 16 years. Okay. And, and you, you currently are doing that with the Tamboritsons? Yes. What attracted you to this music in the first place? Um, my grandfather's actually from Croatia, and so it's a very big part of our family. We're very cultural. And I was in a junior group in Seattle. And the Tamboritsons came out to Seattle one year and I watched them perform. And after that, I just knew I needed to be a Tammy. <laughs> what, what, what other kinds of music um, have you enjoyed playing? And, and do you play, let me, let me start, let's just say, what other types of music do you enjoy playing? I play a lot of classical uh, pieces. And, and do you play keyboards in general or, or just piano? Because I know some people, you know, playing the piano is very different from playing a keyboard from playing an organ, for instance. Yes, I normally play a typical piano, but for the Tammies, I do normally play on a keyboard. 
Uh, Gianna, same question. Uh, where are you from originally? Where are you going to school and what, what class are you in? Yeah, um, so I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. I am a senior at Duquesne with a double major in social studies education secondary. Okay. So I want to seven through 12. And then I also have a major in history, just a bachelor's for that. And what instruments are you playing? So I play almost the entire show this year, with the exception of two songs I sing. And when I'm playing, I am usually playing a Bulgaria, which is a Croatian traditional version of what most people see as a guitar. Okay. And then a couple numbers that I'll play a guitar on. What, what, uh, same question I asked Maddie, what attracted you to, to this music in the first place? So I was actually in preschool and I remember my dad picking me up from preschool one day and he was like, hey, we're going to go and see this dance group and we're going to see if you want to maybe join. And I went to see this group. It was called Happy Hearts Junior Tamboritsons in Youngstown, Ohio. And like Maddie, it was a junior Croatian Tamboritsons group. And I went once and I knew that I needed to be in it. And then when I got to junior year of high school, I was still in that group. And I saw an ad for the Duquesne Tammies, which now are just the Tamboritsons. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'll audition. I'll give it a shot. I only play one instrument and I don't really dance. I sing more than anything else. But I'll audition and see if I can get in. And next thing I know, this is my main focus for the last four years that I've been here. It is a de- very demanding. Uh, I'll put hobby in quotes because it really is a, a vocation or an or an avocation. Uh, Nick uh, Calicheni, same same questions. Uh, wh- where are you going to school, and what uh, class are you in? I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, I am a junior at CCAC. I'm studying music tech. And, and what instruments uh, are you playing? Um, I'm playing. I'm only playing bass this year in the mm-hmm. show. Oh, and the tambora cello. Okay, and then. I- played the orchestral fellow in the show last year and how long have you been been playing music um probably for about 11 years i'd say always stringed instruments or have you switched back and forth um it's mainly the strings i've dabbled a little in piano but i'm not really that good at it okay yeah. We, we have to take a 30-second uh, break. When we come back, I, I would like to ask each of you sort of what is the most difficult part of playing your instrument and how many hours a week do you have to practice? And then, um, uh, Alyssa, I want to ask a little bit more of, about the mechanics of, of getting this show on the road for, for upwards of uh, 60 dates a year sometimes, okay? Absolutely. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at Striffler's.com or call 411 four one two six seven eight six one nine one. Welcome back. We're talking about the Tamboritsons. 86 years young, started in 1937 for many, many years, affiliated with Duquesne University, but since 2015, an independent non-profit organization. They're going to be performing a concert at McKeesport Area High School on February 11th. You can get tickets at thetamboritsons.org. On the line with us right now are Alyssa Bushnow. She's the executive director. Maddie Mustache, uh, Gianna Morosovich, and Nick Kelicheni. They are all performing 
performers with the Tamaritzans, and they are actually joining us on the road. They're getting ready for a show as we're recording this in Johnstown, PA, and I appreciate them taking some time out of, uh, I know that this is a busy time trying to get ready for a show. Um, Alyssa, let me ask you, I want to get into sort of the the dancing and the visual aspect of the Tamperitsons, which adds so much to the performances, but uh, how many people are working behind the scenes to, to put this show on the road? And I guess one of my first questions should be, how many people are in the group that travel from show to show? So it changes every year as we do, unfortunately, lose some of our graduating seniors and accept new freshmen, but we like to keep the ensemble around 30. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little below that, sometimes it goes a little above, but about 30 is what we shoot for. And um, the Tamboritson machine, getting this production on stage, uh, it takes a village, Jason. So yeah. uh, we our village here, the Tamily. Um, that's what we call the many, many people, volunteers, staff, uh, you know, friends, family, alumni who come together and help us do what we do um, here at the Tamboritsons. Uh, obviously, you know, there's myself and our artistic director, uh, Butch Kresovich, really leading the charge. Um, also, our president of the board is very heavily involved in the production and getting the people on stage. Specifically, he actually volunteers his time to also drive our tour bus. Um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of you know, working around the clock to do this, but we have a huge team of volunteers. Um, and again, those are comprised of our alumni, our family. Um, they do everything from helping with our wardrobe department, which is obviously a huge part of what we do, um, helping do choreographies and arrangements for the production, um, everything down to hosting pizza parties for the cast sometimes on Friday nights, just to, you know, have a little bit of fun and kick back. So where does the funding come from? I mean, you, you mentioned you're, you are a nonprofit uh, tax exempt organization, but um, is, is it ticket sales? Is, is it donations, grants, loans? How, how, how is the group funded? All of the above. Um, so we do, we say about a third of our revenue we hope to get from ticket sales, uh, but we do also take donations and we have a pretty strong uh, fundraising and foundation and grant writing department. So we're trying to uh, kind of share, spread the love between all those different revenues. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. We're talking with the Tamboritz, with some members of the of the Tamboritz, and the 86-year-old folk ensemble, one of the most famous, probably, uh, American folk ensembles uh, in the country, uh, founded in 1937. They will be at McKeesport Area High School on February 11th, I believe at 3 o'clock at the auditorium. That's at 1960 Eden Park Boulevard, one of the 60 or so dates that they perform all over the country uh, during a, a typical year. The Tamboritzans.org, if you want more information or you would like to uh, get your tickets now. Um, one thing we have not talked about is uh, the visual aspect of, of the Tamperitsons. There is a lot of traditional uh, European folk dancing uh, in, in the group. How, how much of the performance, I mean, what aspects of the performance are visual, Alyssa, and what aspects are, are musical? So a uh, Tamperitson performance is really something that is completely consuming. And by that, I mean, it's visual, it's it's you know auditory, it's everything. And to your point, Jason, you know, visual is a huge part of it. One of the coolest parts of our ensemble is that we actually perform all of our music live. So we have our musicians here, but those same musicians sometimes have to run behind stage, put down their instruments and get back on stage and actually dance or do tricks or do some other part of the ensemble. Um, with such a large production and only 26 performers this year, um, there are people who are wearing multiple, multiple hats. And I know actually, uh, you know, Gianna does play the entire show, but both Nick and Maddie, um, they are one of those people where it's like, okay, 
I got to run. I got to put down my base because I got to be back on stage to do a Ukrainian jump in, you know, 10 seconds. So uh, I think that's a really cool part of the show that maybe not many people know. Let, let me ask you, let's start with Maddie. Uh, let me ask you, uh, how athletic, how physical are the, the dance moves that you have to perform in, in a typical show? It depends on the dance, but during our summer training in July, someone recorded on their Apple Watch. I think we might have ran 15, 16 miles in one day just from dancing. So that that says it in itself. <laughs> so if you've got a Fitbit or a Garmin or whatever, that's definitely a way to get your step count up, huh? Oh, for sure. Yep. Uh, and Nick, same question. Uh, uh, how, how athletic, how much practice, for instance, do you have to put into uh, perfecting the, the, the moves, the steps, and, and the athleticism of this? Well, most of that happens during our training camp during the summer, which is about three weeks long. And it's like, at least for dancers, it's 14 hours of dancing every day. So it's a very like trying experience. But by the end of it, you have something that you put together and are ready to get on a stage. And it's really satisfying. I, I was never in the band, but I, what this reminds me a lot of is is being in a high school marching band or a drum and bugle corps or a, a college uh, varsity marching band. Um, it, it's a real commitment, including over the summer. Absolutely. We're, we're, I just think like that about like five minutes ago. So it's really funny that you said that just now. Were, were, you, were you in a, the, the high school band? I was. And so it's. I was talking with another one of my friends who was also in high school marching band, and we were just talking about how like the, the level of commitment is pretty much the same, and the shows are sort of like traveling to competitions, and there's a lot of you know teamwork and setup that you have to do. It, 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 the other thing that reminded me of it was the, the number of alumni uh, who, who are involved, as, as Alyssa mentioned. Uh, Alyssa, is there an audition process? How does someone get selected to be in the Tamboritsons? Yes, so we are an audition-based ensemble, so every year around August or September, actually, we start talking about you know what is the what is the composition of next year's group um like i said one of the trickier parts of the tamboritsons is that we are student-based uh, to be a member of the tamboritsons you have to be a full-time student enrolled in a pittsburgh college or a pittsburgh-based college or university so you know each year we have people who are, are going on to be doctors to be lawyers to be nurses to be educators um so we have to fill those roles and you know every year it looks a little different uh you know we might lose a solo singer we might lose a clarinetist we might lose a solo male dancer and and we look to fill those parts but also to take really anyone who has significant talent across musical or dance backgrounds so we look at what that composition might look like we go out and recruit um, we have first round auditions in December, and then there's a couple different rounds of that process, um, you know, where we both, one, try and, and make sure that, you know, you have the talent necessary to be on our stage, but two, that you have the, you know, the makeup to fit in with this group, um, because as the, as the student performers could tell you, um, you really do have to live together on the road. You really do become a family, you know, and it, it certainly is not something that's for everyone. We, we have another 30-second break. The time goes uh, very quickly. When we come back, I want to talk about the, the costuming because right now uh, I know uh, Maddie, Gianna, and, and Nick are all trying to, like, they're, they're, they're basically chomping at the bit to still start getting ready for the show, and I'm holding them up right now. They are on the road right now in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, as we are recording this, but I want to ask them about the costuming and, 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 the, and the, the, the preparation that goes into this. And I also want to ask uh, Alyssa a little bit about uh, some of the musical selections and if you get feedback from from Europeans, people who grew up in Europe who are immigrants and, and what the music means to them, okay? Perfect. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Stay tuned. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. 
Are you aware that currently 20% of veterans, regardless of era served, suffer from PTSD alone, and an average of 20 veterans commit suicide daily? So if you're a veteran suffering with these issues and need to talk, call Operation Vet Now or OVN at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or visit opvetnow.org. Back for a final few minutes with some of the members of uh, this year's class of the Tamboritsons, Maddie Mustache, uh, Gianna Morisovich, and Nick Kalicheni. Uh, also on the line with us from Johnstown, PA, is Alyssa Bushnow. She is the executive director of the Tamboritsons. They're going to be at McKeesport Area High School on February 11th. Uh, Alyssa, if people come out to this show uh, in, in McKeesport on February 11th, uh, what are they going to see? Is there, a, is there a theme? Is there an underlining narrative for this show? What, what's what's going to be featured this year yeah so every year we do have a theme again created by artistic director butch and this year is phoenix a new dawn um so really i think he was inspired by our return to stage kind of you know a rise from the ashes of you know a lot of what happened in the arts world during the covid pandemic yeah uh, and really building a show around that so it's really an expression of rebirth and joy as uh, we take back to the stage and i think you know certainly i felt it but i think you know especially our performers felt it getting back uh, to performing after covid was certainly something that we we're all pretty joyful about so let me ask a question because um i have interviewed some symphony musicians over the years and you know some of them some some traditional symphonies especially the pop symphonies they play basically bach beethoven and brahms right they play this sort of pieces from the from the 18th century um, or 19th century. Uh, the, the music that the Tamboritsons play, Alyssa, is it mostly traditional folk music from from the 1900s or the 1800s, or are there some modern pieces mixed in as well? So it's it's all traditional folk, uh, but I love what Butch says. It's traditional folk with a fresh coat of paint on it. So <laughs> okay. there, there are some things that are truly traditional um, that you could go over and hear one of the national ensembles sing. It hasn't changed for, you know, 200 years. You could hear it in a village. Um, there are some things that are, you know, we have definitely taken that source material, but we've maybe, you know, put some new instrumentation in it. We've maybe shortened it or added, you know, a few little things in there to make it more compatible with a modern audience. Um, we're trying to share traditional folk with people, especially people who might not have any experience with it. And so sometimes you want to ease them into that experience um, instead of giving them the, you know, what what you might see again in a national ensemble. Our, on stage. Our, our our internet radio station is on a service called Radio Garden, which you can sort of scroll around the world with your mouse and click on different radio stations from all over the world. Um, and it's interesting to, to click into stations, for instance, in Eastern Europe or in Spain or Portugal or whatever, and hear sort of a, a blend of modern 21st century pop music, but often with the traditional instrumentation of that area and hear how people are, are interpreting the music. Um, Maddie, I think you mentioned that your grandfather uh, is Croatian. Uh, is he still with us? And he, did he get to, has he gotten to see you with the, with the Tamborizans? Uh, so he unfortunately passed away in April and was never able to see a show. But yes, he is from Croatia and immigrated to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And 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 was the music? Did the music bring back memories for him? Did it? I mean, I'm sure he looked at YouTube clips and and Facebook clips and things like that. Did, did, how did he react to, to hearing the music? He he was just so proud. All of his grandkids were very culturally involved. Um, me personally, though, I was the one that continued it once I came to college, and 
he was just very proud of me every time I would sing a Croatian song, especially because it just brought back memories from when he would live in, before he moved to Pittsburgh, when he lived in Croatia. Uh, Gianna, I'll ask you the same question. Uh, any members of your family who grew up with this kind of music? I mean, and, and what sort of memories does it bring back for them? Yeah. Um, so my Dita, my grandfather, who is also Croatian, immigrated here, I believe, in his 20s. And then went back to Croatia, met my Baca, my grandmother, and then they both came back here, moved to Youngstown, Ohio, and started the family here. So I remember whenever I was younger and I was in a junior group of this that was just Croatian dance and Croatian music, every time I would go over there, I would always go over to my Dita in his chair and he'd be like, oh, sing a song, sing a song to me and my sister, who was also in the group with me at the time, and one of my best friends whose Dita was also from Croatia and Vaka is also from Croatia, actually got to come see a show because my grandparents didn't get the chance. My Vaka, hopefully we'll see one this year now that we're back on the road post-COVID. Um, and my Dita, unfortunately, is not with us. But my friend's grandparents got to come and see it. And I remember after the show, I went out and saw her Vaka. And she was just in tears. She was so happy to see everything's still going and everybody's still keeping the culture alive. And she actually, she said that she was, or my friend said that she was sitting next to her grandma and she saw her like in the audience clapping along and singing the words to the old songs they used to sing in her village. So I, it, it was one of those moments. I, I was just going to ask, have you picked up any any words of uh, the different foreign languages? Because many of the songs do have lyrics and you, you do have to sing them. I mean, have you picked up any fluency in any of the other languages or is it mostly kind of phonetic um well so i've never been the most talented in learning new languages Me neither i i took a swing at it in high school mm -hmm. and it wasn't my forte per se but there are definitely a few phrases that i learned just from being in the group not so much as singing the words but i know like we'll just have phrases that we'll say to people that aren't in the group and they're like what are you talking about and i'm like oh like you don't you don't get it it's a tammy thing <laughs> because we'll just be talking and then say a phrase in serbian or 10 minutes later we'll say something in croatian another thing in ukrainian like there's a lot of languages that go into this group and a lot of cultures that go into this group so sometimes we'll be talking to our friends that aren't part of the group and they'll just be like oh that's a tammy thing right <laughs> Alyssa, we're, we're running short on time but Alyssa, i want to ask uh, several of, of the student musicians that we've talked to today have mentioned their involvement with a, a junior tammy group i know there's a rank in junior tamboritsans there's the william penn magyar dancers uh there, there are a bunch of, of tamboritsan groups around the pittsburgh area throughout the country do, do these groups have a formal relationship with your group or are they spin-offs that are kind of inspired by the the tamboritsans so in the 80s, um, there were a number of junior groups that were directly uh, affiliated with, at the time, the Duquesne University Britsons. They were considered actually feeder groups, mm -hmm. um, and those kids became Tamboritsons. Uh, the most prominent one of those would be the Duquesne Junior Tamboritsons. Um, you mentioned Rankin. That was one of those as well. Uh, there is no formal affiliation anymore, but certainly a large part of our uh, performing cast does come from those junior schools because they already have a background and sure. a love. and you kind of family heritage um, tied to what we do. We, we are just about out of time. Uh, Alyssa, if people wanted to help um, b beyond uh, the, the attending a show, what sort of help uh, does, do the Tamboritsons need? So I, I say our doors are open, Jason. Um, if you have a talent, we want to see it. And, you know, I tell everybody there are three different ways to help the Tammies, time, treasure, and talent. 
Um, and certainly, you know, the, you know, if you, a donation online is always helpful. It keeps our mission alive and on stage. Um, but, you know, certainly anybody who is able to sew, anybody who has any background, again, in, in any kind of ethnic musicology or, or knowledge of these countries, um, get in contact with us. Our website is www.thetamberitsons.org. We have a, you know, little email uh, info sheet that you can fill out with what it is that you do. And, uh, you know, we are using people's talents every day to help keep um, the Tamberitsons on stage and performing and going for another 86 seasons to come. And is there a physical location, physical office or, or um, clubhouse or, or, or performing studio that, that you, you have a base at? Yep, we are at 1430 Superior Avenue, uh, right off the Marshall Ave exit of 65, about four minutes from Heinz Stadium. Okay, so very, very easy to get to there on the n- near north side. Uh, we are out of time. Uh, we've been talking with some members of the Tamberitsons. They're going to be performing a concert at McKeesport Area High School on February 11th. On the line with us from Johnstown, PA, where they are getting ready for a show, and I've been interrupting them, are Alyssa Bushnell. She's the executive director, Maddie Mustache, uh, Gianna Morisovich, and Nick Kalicheni, who are three of the performers in this year's class. Thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to talk with me. I do appreciate it. Jason, thank you. you. And thank you all for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.